Hello, we do want to welcome you to the very first episode of the Academy Podcast, brought to you by Bobway Media and the Online Academy of Biblical Studies. We're sitting down today with Brother Tony Smith from the Rendon Church of Christ there in uh, Rendon, Texas, too, right? Rendon Church of Christ in Rendon, Texas, right? And so right. for him being here with us uh, today, he's going to be, as I said already, he's kind of going to be our guinea pig doing our very first episode, uh, working all the kinks out as we go. And so we're thankful for him being here with us uh, this morning uh, or this afternoon, rather. Uh, we're going to be doing this in kind of a get to know you format, introducing our instructors, uh, some of our some later on, some of our uh, graduates and maybe <laughs> some of our, the elders who oversee this work, maybe pulling some of them in as much as we can. Uh, and so we do look forward to all those uh, coming later. And so we do want to do a kind of a short interview type uh, portion of this before we get into a devotional uh, for our time together. And uh, the first question I want to ask you here is, uh, how long have you been preaching and, and where did you, if you went to school, where did you go to school at? Well, I began part-time preaching in the Texarkana, Texas area uh, and over into Arkansas as well uh, in, in 1976. But I began uh, full-time when I went to Brown Trail and that would have been in 1980, graduating in 82, uh, under the direction of Wendell Winkler there at Brown Trail. And I've been at it ever since. <laughs> been at it ever since, yeah. Uh, Wendell Winkler, I forget that he was at Brown Trail those years ago. Um, and like many preaching schools today, sometimes when we talk about them, we want to make sure we understand who was, uh, who was directing those things when we were going yeah. there because things do tend to change over time. Um, now, when did you uh, start with OEBS? Well, you know, I, I was thinking about that after you and I had talked earlier, and I did, not, I did not remember the exact year, but I called some of the other teachers, uh, and they said that it began in uh, 2000. Mm -hmm. I did not teach the first year. Tom Bright had asked me to, but the congregation where I was had just put in elders. And so I thought it might not be best for me to take on another kind of work time consuming. So I did not start until the next year. So it was 2001. I began teaching. So yeah, that's pretty close to beginning, obviously. I mean, just the yeah. next year. So you've seen, uh, you know, you're here obviously working with Tom in the very beginning, back in the days of Tom and Gil Yoder as well. Uh, and then, of course, with Brother Ted Thrasher, and then uh, lastly with Brother Chuck here, here recently being the director as well. And so you worked with a lot of different directors and uh, no doubt alongside other instructors as well. And and so no doubt we're very appreciative of you being here with OEBS for so long. Um, the next question is kind of, a well, why did you want to start teaching with uh, OEBS? What was your reason behind it? Well, when, when Tom called me, we talked about it for a good long while, uh, and I was interested in it because it's going to, it was going to be so widespread. Mm -hmm. from, from a little small place, uh, I could teach a class to people all over the world. Uh, where I am right now, Rendon, just a small congregation, but yet uh, from the OABS, we're able to teach people in Australia, the Philippines, uh, Zambia, all over the world, Germany, uh, as well as those in the United States. But, I mean, to me, it appealed because from a, 
from one location, we could reach people all over the world. And and that to me was astounding. I'm, I, I'm very illiterate when it comes to computer things. However, mm-hmm. I, I do know the great benefit that it is uh, to teaching the word of God. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful that there are people who are able to go uh, into India and all these other places as missionaries. I'm, I'm thankful for them and pray for them uh, daily. But then we have this this tool uh, that also reaches those. And it not only teaches, but it also uh, uh, shores up those things that have been taught by our missionaries. Yeah, and it's being, as we were starting registration here just last Saturday, uh, and applications coming in, and you can see, like you said, from everywhere, we've I've seen them from Ghana. I've seen them from India. I've seen them from all over, over all over the United States. Um, and so, yeah, when we say we we go we're going all over the world, that's absolutely correct. Uh, here last uh, back in June, we had a graduation. We had a graduation of a student here who was here stateside, but also another student who was over in the UK because of her husband being uh, in the military, and so she was able to you know, be a part of OEBS and then still graduate, even though she's not, you know, in a physical location in a school, brick and mortar, as we might call it, which kind of, you know, we think about online schools and being able to go everywhere. And now, right now with everything that's going on, it's nice to know that we don't, if you want to go to a Bible school and and be involved and and grow, we don't have to worry about (laughs) a high gas price does not affect, you know, OEBS. Uh, you know, inflation doesn't affect us, so we don't have to move or go anywhere or spend money to go to a certain place. We can just open up our laptop and start going. And so, right. Uh, and you know, another thing, Russ, it's so interesting to me uh, is these students that we get are students that want to learn, that are coming in and availing themselves to the studies. And and I'm, I'm sure you have as well. But uh, I, you know, not only people who want to be uh, Bible class teachers, some want to be preachers. And I've had elders take the classes uh, yeah. and go all the way through the program. And, and the reason they said they just wanted to strengthen their knowledge of the Bible. What a great tool it is to be able uh, to do that. And uh, and uh, I, I really appreciate these people because, uh, you know, they go out of their way, really out of their way to take these classes, almost give up their entire Saturdays or Mondays or whatever uh, the time might be. So I, I just think it's a great thing. And when Tom told me about that and talked about it, I thought, well, uh, I mean, that's a great tool. Uh, in my estimation, uh, this is the, uh, the best tool that we have going right now. Uh, you know, not everybody can go to a preacher training school or, or this, but they can, they can do this. Yes, yes, and and definitely, like you said, it's, it's encouraging to hear of elders or deacons or any church member who says, you know, maybe I don't want to be a preacher, but I want to grow more in my faith, and so they sign up for those classes, and and that's what it's all about is is helping others who want to grow in their faith to grow in their faith uh, and be able to do it from anywhere and not being bound by uh, their location, uh, you know, with all everything that happened through COVID and so many things opening up online, OABS was right, right there you know, waiting with open arms uh, for those who want to be a part of it. And so, and being on Saturdays, you know, those who work during the week can still do so and still be a part of OEBS as well. Um, So as we mentioned before, I wanted to talk with you about 
maybe a, 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 a favorite section of scripture or a favorite Bible verse. And so uh, this realm, I'm going to let you uh, help uh, lead this as we look at our devotional from Daniel chapter three. And so I'm going to let you tell us about your scripture that you want to discuss uh, this afternoon. Okay. Well, you know, when we were talking, you said favorite scriptures are uh, ones that you go to a lot. You know, I, I thought about that, and I know there are people who say, well, my favorite scripture is John 3.16 or Acts 2.38 or whatever. Yeah. But, I, but I've got to thinking about it. I, I really don't have what I would say would be a favorite passage. Uh, there are those who stand out in certain areas uh, if a topic is brought up. There are certain passages that come to mind. For instance, what we're going to be talking about, uh, discussing here for a few minutes, is is found there in Daniel chapter 3, but it's dealing with faith. Uh, and faith is a great, great topic uh, to look to and study. Most of the time we go to Hebrews chapter 11, where we have that honor roll of faith. Uh, we understand that we must have faith. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 we know that we get faith from the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse number 17. We know that James chapter 2 tells us that there has to be action coupled with our belief in order for it to be a biblical faith. And so when I think about that, there's a lot of them that comes to mind, but Daniel chapter 3 is one of my favorite passages that deal with this faith. I, I, I mean, a real kind of faith uh, that stands out. Of course, we know the background. We've got uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in captivity. They're in the king's house, Nebuchadnezzar's house. Uh, there are a few things about that, them being there, uh, that sometimes escapes people's thoughts. Most likely, these three young men uh, had been made eunuchs as they were brought out of uh, or into captivity. Uh, that's usually what happened to those young men who were put into the king's palace. Uh, but, but think about these three young men who are there uh, at, under Nebuchadnezzar's uh, rule. And Nebuchadnezzar comes up and he, he talks about he wants to have this, this idol uh, that people would bow down to. Uh, it says in verse 1 of chapter 3 uh, that the king made an image of gold. And he gives the uh, height and all that of it. But but he says here that when when the when the trumpet sounds, when these uh, 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 things begin to to be sounded out, people were to bow down to that that idol. Uh, and so, uh, in, in fact, in verse five, it says uh, that at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psalter, dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. Now, and if you didn't fall down, what was going to happen? You were going to be cast into a, this is interesting. You know, the Bible has a very interesting way of, of stating things. You know, in verse number six, it said they would be cast in the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. You know, it could have said cast into a furnace or a burning furnace, uh, or fiery furnace, but it intensifies it by using that terminology. But then he goes on and uh, talks about how that these three would not fall down and worship uh, that, uh, that idol. And coming down further, we know that there were those who recognized that 
these three Jewish boys were not obeying the king's command. So they informed the king. Now, when you come down to verse 15, it says there, Now if ye be ready at what time you hear the sound of the cornet, the flute, the harp, sack, but psaltery and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made well. But if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour in the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And then here's what he says. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hands? There's the question. This king is saying, who do you think your God is that he can deliver you out of my hands? Now, look at verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. What they were saying is we don't mind telling you. And we're going to tell you exactly the reason that we're not going to bow down. And uh, he had asked the question, who's going to deliver you from this furnace? They made a statement there in verse 17, which in my estimation is a statement of confidence. Confidence in their, their belief and their faith in God. Verse 17 says, if it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace. And he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. Now watch it, verse 18. But, now they said, uh, he can, if that's what he chooses to do. But, if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we shall not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, to me, that's, that, is, that is a great statement of faith. They said, God is able but if he does not choose to deliver us, we're still not going to bow down. Mm -hmm. We're not going to worship that idol that you have set up. Now, I always think about Romans chapter 8, verse number 28, where the Bible says, All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. These young men love God, and they were going to be faithful to him Revelation 2 10 says, Be thou faithful unto death, and I'll give you a crown of life. They were saying, We're going to be faithful even if it cost us our very lives, and we're going to stand and be faithful. And of course, it goes on and tells how that they were delivered. I believe they were delivered because of their faith. I'm so thankful uh, that that passage, those, those verses are found in the Bible because it ought to. Uh, solidify it ought to hold up our faith to say to for us to say to ourselves whatever comes our way we're not going to turn ourselves over to the pleasures of the world we're not going to try to escape uh, the punishment of the world or things of the world we're going to maintain our faithfulness to God and of course uh, as we said it really does uh, identify and relate to what's stated there in Revelation chapter 2, and verse 10, of being faithful, even though it costs you your life. Be faithful. And I, I, here's another thing. I am so thankful that we can look back and read the example of these three. Now we can go over to chapter 6. There's Daniel, who's another great example. But I always think about this. Mm -hmm. What kind of example am I in my faith? 
Am I willing to do whatever it takes to be faithful to God? Yeah, and was you know, like you said, these guys have incredible faith, whether they whether God delivers them or not. You now they're like you said, they pointed out it doesn't matter. You know, it's his will be done, but they're gonna they're not gonna bow down. And what's interesting to me, encouraging is they do it together, as you see in verse sixteen. It says that all three that all three of them answer together, which shows you the power of not just faith, but faith sending, you know, side by side, arm in arm, saying, We're not gonna do this and whatever happens, happens. And and you know, we don't see that a whole lot today. Uh, you know, it's easy for us to get discouraged and, and testing of faith comes, we don't, maybe we're not paying attention and we don't have the faith that we should, but these three guys were, were, they should have died in all reality. We know that they should have died in that fiery furnace, as you point out there, that, that burning fiery furnace, but they didn't. Uh, and it was their, their, you know, they, they, they could have and still sh- shown their faith to God, but no matter what happened, uh, they were not going to bow down to this god little g that was created there because it was not the one true god and so like you said a great example of faith for us still today you know another thing too that stands out in verse 14 you know it's not only to bow down to this but it says there uh, that you serve serve his god mm-hmm. nebuchadnezzar's god nor worship uh you know there's uh you you can go through the motions and say to yourself i'm not really I'm not really worshiping. I'm not really bowing down. I'm having to do this under dis- duress, and, and and I'll get on the other side, and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. They they would not do anything that would hinder their relationship with God. You know, what we're talking about there really is this, maintaining our fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. You know, as that's spoken of in 1 John chapter 1. Yeah, and they were going to make fellowship with God. Uh, the last thing they wanted severed uh, is their fellowship with God, because when that goes, well, everything else just falls apart. Yeah. I do thank you for being here uh, with us. Uh, Tony, I do appreciate your time to, to, to talk about these things and be able to give a, those who are listening a chance to get to know you. And, and in the future, uh, those who tune in will get a chance to know our other instructors as well. And so I do thank you for joining us here today on the Academy podcast. And I do encourage everyone to continue to listen to episodes that will come uh, in the following weeks. In the meantime, we do encourage you to go to our website, oabs.org, to learn more about the Online Academy of Biblical Studies, tuition free, study from your home, and join us as we all try to do what we can to grow more in our knowledge of God and to grow stronger in our faith together. So we do thank you for being here with us today and for listening, and we do hope to see you again next time.